Hi, this is Rick Atwater. Welcome to Straight Stuff on Addictions this uh, Sunday evening, where we are every Sunday night at 10 o'clock, and hope you can join us um, next week and the weeks following. We decided to um, do 45 minutes this week, just because we've been so darn interesting that we could hardly stand it. So, <laughs> but if we yeah, if uh, so, we'll see how it goes tonight. And if we if we bore each other to tears, we'll we'll cut it back to thirty <laughs> minutes. And if we and, and if we're if we're rocking and rolling, we'll go to an hour. Um, also, just want to say uh, happy belated Cinco de Mayo. Since yesterday was Cinco de Mayo, we want to make sure we uh, get that in here. And also, I want to um, just introduce uh, and thank we have a we have a studio audience. Yes, we do. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Uh, We have our regular engineer Chris Atwater, who's been helping us. Howdy. And uh, we, I want to just recognize um, Brendan O for the music uh, of our introduction. He's uh, uh, he's a guy that I know who uh, writes music, and that's an original piece by he and his band. And we'll try to use. Uh, original music whenever we can in our in our broadcast. So, um, so tonight uh, the show is funny with money, and uh, we've we've asked uh, Mary G to join us, who is our resident expert on recovery with dollars and cents. So, um welcome Hi, to the Rick. show, Mary. And maybe we could maybe we could start by just asking you to tell us what what brought you to uh what brought you to the need to recover from money in the first place. T- tell us how you got to that. Okay. Um a lot of catastrophes, lots of financial <laughs> chaos. Mm. Uh, I owned a business. I was an environmental consultant, actually, in my first business. And I was pretty talented and successful. Right when I got out of college, I started my own company. And I can remember friends saying to me, boy, now that you own your own business, you'll never, ever have to worry about money. Hmm. And I thought, yeah, that's right. I'll never have to worry about money. And hmm. and um, I ended up in big trouble with the IRS. Hmm. Um, I didn't pay payroll sometime. I took a job in the end of that business where I bid with a subcontractor that way underbid the work that I was doing and I underbid it with him. And he wrote me some checks, one for like twenty thousand, one for thirty thousand, one for something else, and then he filed bankruptcy. Hmm. And so I hmm. ended up bouncing like two hundred checks. Hmm. And I used to tell that story like I'm telling it now, like a big dramatic you know, this is what happened to me and this mm. is why I had to go out of business. But the truth is, way before that, I was mismanaging money. Yeah. So it wasn't what happened there should not have thrown me out of business when I really looked, you know, through sober eyes at it. Did, was was the deal with uh, the subcontractor, would you, looking back on that, was that just misjudgment on your part or did you, or was that just something that would have happened anyway and, you didn't know how to get out of it? or um, It was pretty bad judgment on my part, I'd say. I wouldn't do that now. Okay. I wouldn't bid a job that cheaply. 
Do you know, like I would know that I couldn't. Oh, okay. Do that. All right. So yeah. I would have said no. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was always in the, the way that I lived, I, I just wanted to solve this money problem that I had. It was a lifelong problem. Hmm. So honestly, as far back as I can remember, I just couldn't handle money. So like I would take 20 friends to a concert hmm. and then I would be totally broke. And then hmm. I would go and waitress for cash as hard as I could. And then I would get fired from a job, you know, like real dramatic stuff with hmm. money, even when I was young. Like pretty um, wide swings. Really wide swings. Yeah. 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 And then after the environmental consulting, I ended up in a business with money. And a lot of people get in. If you go to a financial planner or you go to a mortgage banker, anybody that works with money, chances are pretty good that they have money problems. And that's why they got into that field. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Most people don't realize that. I think it might be a little like counseling. It is a little like counseling. <laughs> it is, in fact. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I got into a field with money really to solve my problems. Yeah. And I remember telling people this tale that, well, when I needed money, the banks wouldn't, you know, when it was raining, they wouldn't give me an umbrella. And I'm committed to helping people with money. And I was very noble about it all um, with my completely unbalanced checkbook. You know, <laughs> it, at one point I had $800 in overdraft fees in one month. Hmm. So I think that's a record. That's, that's it's pretty, pretty big. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I went through corporate bankruptcy, personal bankruptcy, foreclosure, had uh, rentals where people didn't pay me. You know, I bought mm. a lot of real estate. So I had money highs and money lows. I had a lot of years where I made over, you know, $200,000. Mm -hmm. And then there were years where I made $17,000, like crazy swings like that. You know, I mean, this sounds like a, a little bit of a, uh, maybe a, like a silly statement but it's like you're what you're describing is uh not just pro not just a problem with money but uh was, more like an addiction it was an addiction to, with money yeah I mean, it is given yeah. the nature of the show here i mean it's not yeah. probably the audience isn't terribly surprised that's what we're talking about but i mean that's what it's not the highs and the lows the yep the how do you how What's the mechanism? Is it the same mechanism with money as it is with any other addiction when you like you can't see you, you're going through it but you can't really see it at the time? Is it the yes, same? Yes, because I think I mean, I know that I thought and many people thought like the problem that I had was I didn't have enough money. Yeah. And, and I remember saying to someone at one point, you know, I call myself a debtor. That's what I call myself, addicted to debt. And I remember saying to someone at one point, you know, I'm, I'm not really a debtor. I'm I'm an under earner. I don't earn enough. Right. And really, what kind I was like really being saying underserved. was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I could just get more yeah. money, these problems would go away. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. and so I I I literally became addicted to the to to the like seriously catastrophic relationship destroying, you know, stress. Like that's adrenaline producing right there. And then the relief from that stress. Right. And then the the good feeling I would get, I would be great in the middle of all the stress. That's one good feeling. And then mm -hmm. I would be super happy when I got enough money, you know, and mm -hmm. I could pay all my bills. Like, that was just so gratifying. Like, it, it solved um, all the problems. Yeah, that's what I, except it kept happening over and over. And right. I think for me, the definition of a compulsion or an addiction is even though I know better, and even though I've learned, I learned this lesson so many times, it didn't help me. 
you know, going to the bottom right. didn't teach me. I didn't learn. Like how some people go, oh, well, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to touch that hot stove again. Right. It just kept happening to me. Right. And that's the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the nature of addictions. It's not reasonable. Yeah, it wasn't reasonable. It and I didn't understand why, how come other people could handle money? You know, why couldn't I balance a checkbook? Why did it feel so exciting to me to go into Home Depot with a charge card and charge stuff? You know, I'd max it out instantly. Like, I don't think most people get high from that. It's really strange. So, okay. Yeah. And let me let me just take a moment to to mention that we, for those of you who who are listening, uh, we're more than happy to take calls. And yeah. if you have questions, Mary will be happy to answer the calls. And so. Please feel free to, to to make the call. So, um, okay. So, we're 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 moving along. We're 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 you're you're having highs and lows. Mm-hmm. We've we've finished with the uh, consulting business, and that I assume what happened to the consulting business? Did that go did that go under? Or? Yeah. In fact, I ended up um, in a business relationship with uh, like an accused murderer, like a really serious shady <laughs> character. Do you know and <laughs> And that kind of stuff happened to me a lot, too. Like, I would end up in these, like, circumstances with people that were, I couldn't understand how would I end up in relationship with these people. Because I wasn't looking at myself through the eyes of someone like, this person's really messed up with money. But I didn't Mm. see that. I just felt like a little bit like a victim, like, oh, well, okay, well, maybe this person can help me. Well, when you really have money problems, the people that help you aren't, you know, the, the cream of the crop, really. Right. Usually. Right. They take advantage, you know. Now, do other addictive things enter in along the way for you or how, how does that how, how would you how would you frame that for me? I think so. I had a lot of problems with food as okay. well as money. I think those two are really commonly intertwined. Okay. I've learned. All right. Um I did a lot of drugs in mm. you know, in high school right after high school. A lot of really bad relationships too. So I think those were all kind of addictions. That okay. I, yeah. All right. You want to say a little bit about the food part? How that? How that's similar? It's just that you have to use food, you know, and you have to use money. And right. so to me, they're they're very similar substances to be addicted to. Okay. You can't just give them up. Right. And and I know you still have to drink something. So if you're an alcoholic, you still have to, you know, and and really it is similar. With money, what the trick was with me was I had to define. What's compulsive with money and what's not? And that's a difficult definition for most people. They can't, right? you know, how do you, you can't stop using money. Right. But you can stop compulsively spending money. You can stop debting. Right. You can stop being addicted to money. You can. So, so tell me what, how, tell me what that, what that line looks like for you. What's compulsive? So I had to get really rigorous about a program because what works for me is I, I'm in a program where I I work on it every day for at least an hour. I work on this issue uh, of mine. And um, it, it, for me, compulsive spending is any spending that I didn't plan that day. Mm-hmm. If I spend anything over like $5 in any category, I call someone that sponsors me in this program and say, hey, I'm going to spend this instead of that, you know, or I'm going to get this and I didn't plan it. Sometimes it's a text. It's not always a call. Mm-hmm. But it interrupts the, the like, I'm just about to spend money unconsciously. Right. So any money that I 
spend that I didn't plan for me is compulsive spending. So that's just, that's how, so I feel I can abstain from compulsive spending and use money, do you know? And then the other thing is debting is like I don't borrow money. I don't use lines of credit. I don't say, well, I'll buy, you know, you buy lunch today and I'll buy it for you next week. Mm -hmm. I don't borrow 10 cents. So I don't borrow any money either. Okay. Um, and and so those two things for me are how I used money. Um, I write every penny I spend down. Mm -hmm. I carry a checkbook register, and I write like if it's a debit, I write debit. If it's a check, I write check. If it's cash, I write cash. I keep it all in one place because I can't have five different books. I tried all that. Mm -hmm. And so if I drive through a fast food place, I stop my car and I write it down. Okay. And oftentimes in the grocery store, people will act a little bit, you know, bothered, but mostly I get admiration. Right. Mostly people say, oh, that's a really good idea. You write right. that down. And and I realize how most of us are really unconscious with our money. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the cashier will reach around to that little thing with the debit card and want to, like, press it for me because they can't stand the tension of all the people behind me. Right. Because everyone's in a hurry to spend their money. So I just kind of slow the whole line down and, you know, I do. Yeah. I think it wakes people up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure that it does. So so let's let's go back to that point at which you went into you went into the money business. Yeah. And you were you were starting to talk about that. We were laughing about how it's you know, it might be a little bit like Yeah, you know, it was a counselor going into the business because they need to get their head oh, together. Oh yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Okay, so so you're in the money business, mm -hmm. and what, what's ha what's happening there? How how long ago are we talking about? Just to Gosh, frame it. over 15 years ago. All right, so yeah, 15 years ago. Yeah, long time ago. Yep. And so what happened is I was really talented at what I did. Mm -hmm. And so I worked really hard. That's another symptom of money addiction is you'll work really, really, really hard, mm -hmm. and then you get the money, and you kind of relax, and so you have those those kinds of highs and lows, too, like that, like compulsive right. like overworking. You deserve, like you, you get to a point where you feel like you deserve that, so you can take a break. Yeah, and then you'll take, like, unscheduled time off, or you oh. won't show up, you know, and, 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 and I'm a talented salesperson, so I, 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 a lot of my idiosyncrasies and a lot of my addictive behaviors, frankly, are are tolerated because I sell well. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, I mean, frankly, like a lot of like like addicts of almost every variety, we have really talented, exactly. We're high. Sometimes brilliant yes. people when they're on. Yeah, it's like you know, like in the workplace, you know, he's when he's here and he's sober, he's great. Right. You know. It's just those those darn you know uh, twenty five or thirty days a year that he misses and those mornings that he's you know that kind of that kind of thing. So yeah, and i i wasn't I wasn't like that, but I was literally I was I I just I would say I'm not in it for the money, but I was in it for the money, you know. And right. and it's I I felt like a fraud a lot, which mm. is a very unpleasant experience, you know. Mm. I'd be talking about people and their money, knowing that mine was such a wreck all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I engaged in, I, I got really involved with the seminar program mm. and, you know, was going to a, a city near me, like all the time, like gone till midnight, you know, getting up early and going to work and mm -hmm. being really tired and trying to, and the whole time I was trying to solve this money problem. Mm -hmm. And so 
my relationships got better. My life got better in a lot of ways through a lot of the work I did. But my this problem kept coming up for me. It kept happening even when I was working with money. Um, I, at one point, I made enough money. I hired a bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. So I kind of gave her the jewel bags full of unopened bills. And, and I <laughs> always was late. Like, my bills were always late. The you jewel know, so, bags as in the plastic? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I have people in the program I'm in because um, – I have a, a really great dining room table, and I'll have people come over and, you know, we'll help them. They bring boxes of, you know, unopened mail. Hmm. Really common not to open your mail. Why Very. Why? Why not open your mail? What's the, I mean, that, is that a, that's maybe I think it's part, question, partly but. it's money hoarding where I would actually hold on to money and not pay my bills thinking that was a good idea. Like, like if I you don't open the, the bills, account. you don't see what you owe. Yeah. And if you don't know what you owe, you don't pay it. Yeah, I wouldn't pay it even if I did know what I owed. But, yeah, it was, you know, <laughs> is helpful. That called, is that money hoarding? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah? Yeah, I okay. think that's what I call it. Yeah. I was hoarding money because I, I couldn't let it go. It was really hard for me to let it go. And it was just as hard for me to keep it. It was like it was crazy making. Is there such a thing as being anorexic with money yes yes you can really get into deprivation in fact that's you swing both ways usually when you're a money addict you're you're either out there you know buying 20 friends concert tickets i i took like three friends to the islands once on a vacation like literally took them to an island paid for everything and people there related to me like i was rich because i got a big bonus at work and i Mm -hmm. never thought of saving it you know i never thought of planning to do something with it like it was just I would get money, and it would be like, oh, God, yeah, I got this money. Now what can I do with it? You know, like right, that. Right, right, Yeah, really, really something. Um, so, yeah, I do think that's hurting. So it's the unopened mail during the time when I was working with people in money, that's that's pretty, it's pretty upsetting. I was also very arrogant about it because I, because I had this relationship with money, when I made 200 grand, like, I thought I was the queen of the world. <laughs> So, you know, I would come home and I was... I thought you were the queen of the well, world. Well, I am. Okay. I, I just, know. I just want to get that. No, I just, just want to get that out there. <laughs> <laughs> True. But, Money you know, aside, right? That's One of my low points that I can remember is is scree- literally screaming on the phone at my husband because he didn't want to buy uh, a house. Yeah. Like an investment, pro- a house, you know, $235,000. He didn't want to do it. And I was like, well, I'm going to do it without you or with you. It's crazy. You know, you know now when I look back, I'm like, ew. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What that. kind of person would do that? Right. A lot, of, a lot of things I remember were really unpleasant. Yeah. Really bad. So yeah. it, was t- it took a toll on the, on the relationship, on the marriage. And... Yeah, it really did. It took a big toll. Yeah. It took a toll on my son. Yeah. You know, I can remember walking down the stairs and breaking down, sobbing over him. Like, he had that kind of mom, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was really happy sometimes, too. I wasn't like all this this bad stuff. Yeah. But there was that underlying constant financial stress, whether mm-hmm. I had a lot of money or a little money. It was mm-hmm. always there. Wouldn't matter. You know? Yeah. It didn't matter. It was just, you know, yeah, it was bad. And so I came skidding into a recovery program at a pretty low bottom. In mm-hmm. fact, I can remember talking to someone on the phone who lived in New York who was in the same program and, and um, feeling like I was at Disney World with all the walls closing in in hmm. that haunted house ride. Yeah. Really thinking there was no solution to this. Uh. 
And and anyone who thought they had a solution, I thought it was utter because I had tried everything, you know. Right. And remember, I worked with money, so I read all the books. Yeah, I you had it all, all up here. Stuff. In fact, sure. I taught classes about money. I know how to manage tell me, money. Tell me some of the things that you that you tried. I mean, like what kinds of things did did you try? Um, I tried hiring people to manage my money. That that actually worked. Like when I hired a bookkeeper, but. Mm-hmm. It, it the the problem was it didn't alter my relationship with money at all. So the minute she left, I was back to my old ways, you know. Right. Um, I tried doing stuff uh, that some famous authors recommend. You know, mm-hmm. I tried analyzing my relationship with money, going back through my history with mm-hmm. money, realizing where you know what what were my parents like with money, all that stuff. I tried mm-hmm. to budgeting. Uh, oh yeah, I tried standard budgeting techniques yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, and you know what? It was a mystery to me. I could never, like, I would read the book and I would tell people about it, and it would change their life because they would come to my office and we talk about money all day. So I would help people with their money all day long. Right. And they would say, "Oh, you're brilliant with money," and and it was like I could never figure out how do you do it. Hmm. How do you actually make a plan and stick to it? How do how do people pay their bills when they're due? Like how how do you where do you put them? Like I couldn't I couldn't get it. See, I can understand the way I understand it is is in in the, in the context of of addiction. There's people out there that seem to be able to that you know they drink they maybe even drink heavily and you know whatever, but they seem to be able to manage that life goes yeah. on and then there are those people who look pretty much the same but just can't manage it and, yeah. it, and it takes them out and and that's right the, they're they're left scratching their heads why they are that way when they look just like the other guy up to a certain point and then it always seems to go right south because, for, know, the, for those right. folks you know because i'm talented yeah. And I'm smart. And people like me. Like there was nothing it didn't make sense. No, none of those and none of those things matter. Right. Right? I mean and that's another hallmark of addiction to me. It's yeah. like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't go with who you are. Right. Like this way I was with money, I'm not an irresponsible jerk. Yeah. So it's like why wouldn't I pay my bill? Like it didn't I don't know. It's just a really strange experience when I look back. You know, I'm so far beyond it now that I almost can't remember what it was like. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me to remember. So, so, bad. so when you you went in, so back so we went we you went into the money business that that was about fifteen years and yeah. then you've 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 come forward from that. Oh yeah. I, and well, there was a couple questions in there that you mentioned that you know somewhere or another you, you got married. I don't know if you were married that whole time in there or. Uh, no, I got I got married um, twice actually. So okay. The first time I was in college. And, uh, in fact, I think my money addiction did have something to do with the demise of that marriage. It's interesting. Hmm. Looking back on it now. Yeah, I do. What? What do you think it was? I I was really a workaholic. You know, I worked okay. all the time. I'd go out of town and work for weeks on end, and hmm. it ended up in an affair and a divorce, and, and not, not on my end, you know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, when I got married again, um, again, I, I was... Like, he ended up not working, and I ended up supporting him, and that was a really tricky situation mm-hmm. for me, too, because then I felt like, you know, I made money, and I could just push people around and do what I wanted, and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the, problems. You were the, you were the, uh, you were the breadwinner, but you were the money addict. 
Yeah, and you know what? It, it's having that sort of relationship with money. What happened is I got very. It was my life was cloudy. Yeah. You know, so I like picked the wrong people to marry for example, and and they weren't bad people. You know what I mean? I don't want to yeah, throw no, anybody I, under the bus here. No, I get that. But it's just like I I didn't have a good grasp on what I wanted. Right. Because everything was clouded by that problem, you know. Do you think people um, underestimate the uh, the potential problem? Do you think people understand? Money addiction? Not many people do. No, because I think there's a lot of us out there that yeah, we don't realize. Seems, yeah, because it's so it, much. You know, money is so much a part of what you what yeah. people do every day that it's like you were talking about. It's hard to get. It's hard to know where it becomes compulsive and and you know where that line is. Right, and and most people get stressed when they don't have enough money, and then they get relieved when they get money. And and it's like the grass is green, skies blue. This is how we are. Mm-hmm. It's actually not, money's not actually an emotional thing. Like, it's just a tool. It's just a tool. It's, it doesn't mean anything about you. Like, the balances in your bank account are not an indicator that you're successful. Mm-hmm. They're not an indicator that you're a failure. Mm-hmm. They're not an indicator that you're a hard worker. They're not an indicator that you're lazy. It means nothing. Hmm. But, boy, we sure load it up. With all like, of that. Oh my gosh. All of that. So it's all like, of that. It's who who you are. Let me just take a yeah. a moment here. Do we ha- do we have any calls at this point? We we do not. Okay. All right. But I we could still take a question. All right. Do we uh, Yeah, you want to should we let's, let's we just, just go live here. Yeah, let's just go live. Do we have a do we have From a question you want to Hi, thank you, Rick. Love you. Love your show. <laughs> <laughs> um I did have a question. Uh was you had mentioned uh while you were talking uh that you come to recognize your spending as a compulsion. Was there specific circumstances that really made you see, um, go take your understanding that it was compulsion from subconscious to a conscious level? Yeah, in fact, um, in recovery, I really saw that. But I can tell you like an example of compulsive spending for me is if I took $40 out of the cash station, I spent $40. And if I took $10, I spent $10. And if I took $200, I spent $200. And that's really common. Most people don't realize that that's actually compulsive spending. And when I knew it was, um, when I knew to discern what was compulsive and what wasn't, I can remember two things. One is I was in, um, I think it was like a, can I say store names? Like, Sure. Yeah, like I was in Kmart. Mm-hmm. And I was having a, a fight with someone on the phone. I was arguing with someone. Hmm. And when I hung up, I was at the cash register and all the stuff in my cart that I wasn't intending to buy. And I realized at that moment, I'm like, oh, my gosh, when I fight with this person, I end up spending money. Like, that was the first time I really saw, like, the relationship because I had been in recovery for a while, so I was really looking at my money. And the second thing I want to share is that I can remember when I was freed from that, when it was actually like I don't have the compulsion to spend and I, I, I can remember this like it was yesterday. It was actually a couple of years ago. But I remember standing in Target thinking, I don't really want any. Like, it was such an amazing feeling to not want anything. Like, standing in the middle of that store thinking, hmm, I am just going to go. Because I didn't have the one thing I wanted, so I just left. And I remember almost missing the experience of 
walking around looking at stuff, wishing I could have that, wishing I could have this, mm-hmm. wishing, you know, the mm-hmm. endless wishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, did that yeah. get you? Did Perfectly. that get you where you want to go? Thanks. Thank you. Barbara. Okay. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So good. So we're we're kind of getting getting a little bit clearer on what on what money addiction is, and I I, I agree. I think a lot of people don't don't think of money as something that you can get addicted to because I think they think it's a you have in order to fit that category it has to be we're actually talking about a process addiction not a substance addiction exactly that, you know it like you said like food right you know it's a process not a substance is there addiction. is there a relationship between money addiction and gambling yes I mean, it just happens to be the same process. You know, there's a process there that has to do with money, but, I, you know, I just wondered. I think definitely. I think. Were you ever a gambler? No, but you know what? I, well, I was actually. In college, I played poker, and I was always kind of the big better, and I mm-hmm. would bet until it was all gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I I actually was, but it was never like, it never turned into like a big thing of mine. You know, I never gambled. Yeah, it wasn't like you were a. Played the ponies or no, uh, never did anything like that. But but people do. It's definitely I think related to money addiction. Yeah. And you know I have people say, well, it's really hard to overcome money addiction. It's harder than alcoholism because you know you still have to use money. That's like an old line. I think no, it's it's not. It's just like alcoholism because you still have to drink something. Yeah. You have to drink water. You just can't drink alcohol. Right. See, I still use money. I just can't. Compul- I can't compulsively spend. Right. And I can't debt. Right. And that's another sign of money addiction. If you feel super good when you get a charge card mm-hmm. and you're like, you know, hey, you know, I can right. go in and charge this and not pay for it. If you get right. that feeling, you probably got a little issue with money. Because <laughs> most people just look at it like a mechanic. You know, they give them the card and they know they have to pay a bill. But us debtors are just like, wow. Right. Thank like you. that. That's like a free. That's that's it's like, like a, a a freebie. If it get says, out of paying free card. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. it says you have a credit limit of five thousand dollars, that means you have five thousand yeah. dollars to spend. As like. Yes. It doesn't it, mean like. It doesn't mean like you could sit there and not spend. No, it, I couldn't. Could, no. Right. No. And I, I in fact I uh, I had an assistant at where I used to always have assistants. I always paid people. I just pay people all the time. Like I, yeah. I got somebody to do something for me and I'd pay them. And I had an assistant at work and I can remember I got a Best Buy card and I was so excited. And I sent her to Best Buy and I had her get two printers, like two, like we didn't need one, but I got two. Hmm. I would do things like if I was going on vacation to a cabin up north in Wisconsin, I'd get my teeth bleached, some new clothes, a new bathing suit. I'd get a new cell phone. Before I went up to, you know, the North Woods where there was no cell phone reception, like crazy stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> compulsive spending, right? Right. Yeah. Just because. Just because I was compulsive. Just because. I would take the kids to Target on the way up and say, buy whatever you want. It's vacation. We can spend as much as we want. Yay, we can spend as much as we want. They'd run around and get all the junk out of the aisles and I'd buy it all. And Yeah. This is Now, this yeah. brings up another thing. You mentioned that you um, realized that you your your money addiction was probably harmful to your kid. Yeah. Could you say how you think that that might be? You mentioned like the emotional roller coaster kind of a thing. Uh, you know. Well, I was I think along with money addiction, I don't know if this is common, but I was really disorganized too. So okay. so I think the combination of those really hurt 
any child growing up in that is going to have that experience of like chaotic. It was or, chaotic. Yeah. That's the word for it. Yeah. Um, and it went from, oh, we're so broke, maybe we can't pay the electric bill, to on the way home from our cabin in Wisconsin, let's stop at Wisconsin Dells and buy Yu-Gi-Oh cards for $60 each, you know. I mean, like like that, you know what I mean? That high and low can't be right. healthy for, for a child. Well, confusing, certainly. Yeah. I mean, you know, and yeah. then, and then mm-hmm. I guess that's how these things get. But you know what the positive side is with recovery? Like he, he, he really sees like how to handle money now. And most mm-hmm. people don't actually know how. Like they kind of know what they want and they read books and they try. But I actually know the day-to-day mechanics now. Yeah, it sounds like you do. Of how to handle like, money. Yeah. I'm I'm the clearest person with money that I know. I'm probably the one of the like I handle my money better than anyone. Which I never thought I would say in a million years. In fact. Mm-hmm. We were getting something. We were in Breckenridge on a ski trip with mm-hmm. my son. He's a big snowboarder. And um, I was buying something. I think it was goggles for him. And and I said to the man who was selling it to me, hey, can we knock down this price a little? Like, can we knock off the taxes? And my son kind of rolled his eyes and said, oh, my mom always does stuff like this. And the guy did knock the taxes off. You know, mm-hmm. so I saved some money. That wasn't possible before. That's another hallmark of addiction. You can't talk about money when you're addicted to money. You can't, like, have a rational conversation about it because you're always slightly embarrassed or mm-hmm. afraid. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to negotiate a price. Someone says what it costs, you just pay it. You don't ever think about negotiating, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think those are, yeah, those are things that that people don't, that they would never know. Right. If Unless they were living in your Right. In your skin, that that that's how that that's how you felt, that that's how you yeah. viewed it. That's how it there's was a whole felt. set of whole set of attitudes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's another question out there. Yeah, I had another question, Mary. Um, you know, we, we talked about money being a process addiction. Um, you, with a substance addiction, a relapse is is a big deal. Um, uh, with a uh, with daily use of money, have there been relapses um, towards old behaviors of sorts and how have you deal, dealt with them? Yeah. Uh, for me, what I what I had to do was, like I said, I got in a program where I literally every day deal with this. So I can't go too far off track because it's only one day. But here's an interesting tale is I had um, very low, I'm a 100% commission salesperson, so my income varies a lot. And in March and April, I made very, very little money. And and I managed, I didn't debt, I, I was so happy with how I did, you know, everything was great. And then I got a big check. And do you guys know the day I got that big check, I spent on like seven things that I didn't plan. Didn't call my sponsor, didn't text her, just like, I kind of went a little crazy. And I didn't even know I was going crazy. But it's funny because I would have thought being so low the two months before to get this check with solving something but in fact it exacerbated my problem that happens to me a lot that i notice that because again i'm addicted to money so if you give me a bunch of money that's not going to solve much for me Hmm. now i have now money in my accounts like i can handle money i i don't it's not that i don't want money now but to throw if you're addicted to money and someone throws you two hundred thousand dollars it doesn't help. In fact, it usually makes your problem worse. 
it's just like a heroin addict. You throw them a bunch of heroin. It's not going to actually help them. <laughs> you know? yeah. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. But you yeah. sure think it's Yeah, here, this is a test. Don't yeah. use any of this. Yeah. And if you don't, then that, right. that proves that you're okay. But you think that's a solution. Yeah. So this last time was really interesting because, again, I'm in that one day at a time thing. And there were relapses before that when I wasn't in that. And that's what drove me to this. It was finally like, okay, I don't know what it is with me, but apparently I have to do this every day. Other people can plan for weeks at a time. I, I got to plan one day. All right. So, yeah. So along the same lines as that question, and thank you for that, the, um, what would you say would be the most mm, notable screw up since you've been, since you've been headed down the right road? Is there, is there one thing that you really think would be like a, a, a hallmark where the, went what i i've really got to get get it back on track now or you know something like that um yeah i think one thing that i'm learning not to do one day at a time that i did just recently do is i i tend to like succumb to outside pressure to like spend money or do something that i know like instead of meeting with two other people in the program I'm in and, and planning because we do that we call them pressure relief meetings like I'll I'll make a big decision without mm. asking okay um, and that usually results in but but again my case now is really little yeah because it's one day right so you pretty it, much stick to the day I pretty much and stick if you to do the day, that it works out well yeah yeah and the other thing that's happened is I I no longer if I make a mistake and I have to pay money for a while. Let's say I, I can't think of an example of, of that, but, but I just pay it. Like I don't. I'll tell you, I missed a doctor's appointment recently, and they sent me a twenty-five dollar bill for missing it. Mm-hmm. Now, now in the past, I, I would have been upset about that. First of all, I wouldn't have even seen it because I wasn't opening my mail. <laughs> but if I did chance to come across that bill, I would have been like, I shouldn't have to pay this, you know. So I would have been upset about that. I might have called them and spent time on hold on the phone arguing about it. That's what I used to do. But this time I was like, eh, it's $25. I'm just going to send it in. Yeah. Because I did cancel the last minute. It's fine. I give them 25 bucks. Yeah. It wasn't worth a half hour on the phone arguing with them to get $25. Right. And I had some old bills to pay, some old collections and stuff. And and in the way I handled that, you know, in recovery was I called and said, hey, you know, I, I know I owe you this much. Is there any chance to settle for less? And and they all said, yeah, we'll, we'll cut it in half. Right away, we'll cut it in half. I was like, oh, where in the past I would have said, okay, and then I would have hung up the phone, not paid them. Right. You know, I would have never. But this time I actually hung up the phone and, and it sounds like what, what's, what What the deal is, is you have a lot less shame about it. A lot less. And so it's a yeah. lot, it's easier to talk about now and you can just come right out and say it. Yeah, because it's just money. Like, I don't think right. of it like Right, you're not as attached to it. Mm-mm. I'm not attached to it. Yeah. And, and that's, to me, that's the that's the hallmark of recovery. There's, yeah. You know, because people with a drinking problem, don't they don't grit their teeth and not drink. They are relieved of the desire to drink, which I is a different thing. I have literally been relieved of it. I You've don't been relieved. I can hear it. Sure. Nail biting, you know, just right. clenching moments. Big difference. Like yep. it's like that's the difference between somebody who's, yeah, the, yep. the white knuckle variety of trying to do it and trying, you know, all those different things that you tried that didn't work and getting hopeless and ups and downs versus letting go. Of, letting I'm very go of it. steady. Yeah, I feel really happy. I do. And 
I I just don't anymore like try to push against the universe. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like I was doing. Yeah. Like this big like snowball was coming down at me. I kept like trying to push it up the hill, and now I just kind of step aside and let it roll on by, and I'm I'm cool. Yeah. Is that that's I it's mean awesome? Isn't that it's amazing? Can I let me just world. say this that would if if you could uh, if you could just you know if someone were having a problem like like you were. What would you What would you say to them? What would you tell them? Uh, I mean, if, if somebody's listening and they're struggling like you were struggling, yeah. what would you tell them to do? I would tell them to call uh, Debtors Anonymous. That's a great program for people with money. Okay. You know, find a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't find something like that, go somewhere where you can talk to people with similar problems. That that was really helpful to me. Okay. To find other people, yeah. you know, who have been through that. Yeah. Because there's not, again, it wasn't for me, there wasn't a technique you could show me and then that would work. Because right. it wasn't, well, the problem wasn't that I didn't know what to do. Right. It wasn't that you were a lousy budgeter. No. It wasn't that you were mm-hmm. any of that. No. It was, yeah, the recognition that you didn't have. It was a compulsion. Have, it was yeah. beyond my control. Beyond your control. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, because that, that's probably a more, actually probably a more understandable way to say it for people yeah. Then to say compulsion, you know, compulsion probably sounds scary. It probably does, yeah. And like, oh, my God, you know, compulsive. Does right. that mean I need medication or whatever? Right. You know, I don't know what people think about that. But I didn't have good control. I didn't. And I think if you find yourself scratching your head saying, I'm here again? Right. Like, how come this happened again? That's something's going on. And trying to control seeing. it and, and being yeah. unsuccessful at it over and over again. Right, because some like money, some like food. They, everyone knows what to do: spend less, save more, earn yeah. more. It's not yeah. hard to yeah. handle money. No, spend less than you make, and you'll you'll be pretty well off. That's right. It. Yeah. It's so if you can't manage that, something's up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. real. No, yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. And how many people? I mean, today, you know, how many people aren't? I don't want to say struggling, but don't run into difficulties with money. I don't really, I to be honest with you, I don't really know many. I know. It's all, you know, the people, it's an attitudinal. It is. And it, it. I have to say this whole recovery process really changed me at work, too, because I work with money. Mm-hmm. And what I notice now is I'll notice that people, they want to spend money before it's here. Mm. Like, they'll be like, well, you know, next year I'm getting that big raise, and so I can afford this, yeah. you know, and, and I think... You know, it makes a big difference if you have the money first. Right. It makes a big difference not only because when you have the money, you know that you can afford that thing that you're going to get, right? Right. But it's a different experience to have the money and then choose what to do with it than it is to choose to do with the money and then get the money. Because you you have a lot more choice once you get the money. Yeah. And you might choose not to spend it at all. Right. But when you go get that big screen TV, at, you, you know, and then you have it, and then you have to pay for it later, you've removed a lot of your choice. Right. You don't even realize that you've done it, but you've done it. And, you know, I mean, we, we've got, you know, we, we have a limited amount of time left yeah. tonight, but the one of the questions that, that, that I'm going to be left with is, you know, we, we live in, it's, Buy it, buy it now, pay for it later. For I mean, that's later. the way it's done. I mean, yeah. that's you know, it's that's. I think that's maybe that's changing a little bit. Yeah. But that's only because of like such a huge. 
crisis that we've had with money. Yeah. But that's, you know, I mean, so we can go way out there and look at society's problems and look at the society's contributions to this and that oh, and the yeah. other thing. And then, but then that would miss really what we're talking about here. It would. It would miss it because it's not, you know, m you know, Mary G has a money problem. Right. And John, John Q. Citizen has a money problem. Right. That's that's a different ball game. I mean, it may be a hard environment, but it's a tough environment if you have a problem with money to yeah, grow up in. It definitely it is. is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I really want to thank you for for being here tonight. We've we've uh, we've covered a lot of ground. Thanks for having you've me. Had it was a, fun. You've had a you've given us a lot of really good stuff to think about. And, thanks. And thank you for. Thank you for being here. And the questions and thanks for from the, the for the audience. from the studio yes, and the audience. Engineer, thank you. <laughs> so please uh thanks. join us next week uh at the same time. We hope that you have uh enjoyed our show. And uh well, live well today. Love yourself and your neighbor and uh together we'll trudge the happy road to destiny. Thanks for coming. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Nice. Okay. Are we over? We're yeah. clear. How'd it go? Yay. I think it went great. Yeah, what do you think? That was very good. What's with yeah. the what's with yeah. the phone call? Stuff? Why? Like, yeah. I felt like you were describing we, like, nothing was like, coming in. I mean, habit. I think a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not alone. Yeah. No, I uh, I'm gonna have to take a look at that. Yeah. You could hear the show. But it wouldn't show up in the yeah. loser tap. Yeah, thanks. It, it was fun, actually. Yeah, but it didn't. No, and they, yeah, we called in and we could. What what happened when we dialed the number and pressed one? We could hear the conversation. We dialed into the mic. Oh, really? And you really? could hear us talking. Yeah, but we couldn't talk. But we could before. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll have to. Look into yeah, we'll yeah. look into it. But yeah, the audience went wild. Though. I think that was yeah, good. yeah, good. Good. Yeah, good. Nice. Nice thinking. Yeah, I'm glad we did, I'm glad we did that because yeah, I got a little raw too. I said about the overdress stuff. I was kind of like, should I go that far and tell the truth? And then you said, which one? Where did you go? Eight hundred dollars in yeah. overdress. Oh, that was good. I've I've hit two hundred before. I've never hit eight hundred. See, I, I was thinking to myself, like there's right times now. when I didn't yeah. have $800 in the bank, much less $800 in overdraft fees. Yeah. But yeah. I kind of like I kind of like the whole thing of taking the friends to the island. Yeah. I was kind of thinking to myself, well, why didn't I know you then? And she's an alcohol recovery. She goes, God, I wish I knew you when I was drinking and you were spending money. See, that's, what I'm, like that's right where that. I went. The fun we would have had in Vegas. That's right where I went. Yeah. That and yeah, no, that was funny. good. I thought that you did great. Yeah, you know? thanks. That was but did fun. it feel uh, comfortable? Were you comfortable? It felt good. I felt like I was on the radio. I actually did. Yeah, you were. Yeah, no, but I really felt it, and I, yeah, it was. I, I realized that you know what? It felt good. I've come a long way. Yeah. Oh my God. To like, be able to just to be able to talk about yeah, this yeah. this way. Do you know if they have an email yeah. site that you can email them to talk to them about the Collins? There is. Yeah, there's I a help. Know. There's a help. Yeah. There's a help. There's Are you guys going to listen like to it now? Uh, yeah. yeah. You want to hear a little bit of it? I kind of want to hear some of it. Yeah. What are you thinking, yeah. Britt? And then she comes. And then I got to go because Leo's yeah, waiting. I don't like that at all. Because what? Uh, Leo's waiting for me. Oh yeah. Did he? Did he get on? Did, was he listening? Oh, uh, Hank called in twice and nothing. But ask Rick why he didn't take my call. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. tell him we're sorry, technical glitch, not nothing personal. All right, get this out of here. And 
I apologize. It wasn't quite clear. Are you uh, AA as well as... Uh, no, I'm money? not. Okay. No. Uh-uh. It's uh, just money, man. Whew. There you go. Here's a little... We were talking, and then at one point, I acknowledged that I knew who, who I was talking to yeah, because I wanted okay. to. That was before the I show. Don't know if that will come up. But okay. even if I do, I still won't. Um, I've had this girl in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that was prior. That was prior. Don't worry. It didn't broadcast.